Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 11 of K Willing to Say. We're actually um, doing a segment where we're doing seasons. So we're actually season one, episode 11 of K Willing to Say. Um, this season was the clue after I finished the um, 30 teams in 30 days. Um, later on, we'll be talking about um, the second team of the 30 NBA teams in the entire NBA. Um, First, I'd like to start off by um, talking about um, Houston Rockets uh, former center, Nene Hilario, is looking to re-sign with the uh, Houston Rockets. Um, you know, Nene, uh, excuse me, not Nene, uh, Nene be looking to um, going into his 18th NBA season. Um, the 36-year-old declined a um, player option worth $3.8 million this past offseason is looking to re-sign with the the team, uh, and they providing a really nice voice in the locker room off the court. Uh, it's been a really nice uh, veteran on the court for this um, Houston Rockets team. Is you know looking to make the NBA Finals, uh, try to go on this championship run after losing in the uh, second round in uh, five games, I believe, last year to the Golden State Warriors in a Western Conference semifinals. So. And they will be a really nice option for the Houston Rockies, you know, if they're able to agree on a deal to bring him back. Um, he's been in Houston since 2016, and Brazilian natives, you know, best days coming from the Denver Nuggets from the 20, 2002 to 2012, you know, about 10 years with that uh, Denver Nuggets team. He was also a prominent starter with the Denver Nuggets, you know, started all 82 games back in uh, 20, 2009, 2010. And in 20, 2011, you know, he signed a five-year extension worth $67 million with the Denver Nuggets. You know, you know, he had to, you know, move on and move on to uh, greener pastures. So, you know, from there he spent five seasons with the Washington Wizards before he joined the Houston Rockets. You know, it's been a very, very reliable being like I say on and off the court for all the teams he's played for you know the Houston Rockets the Washington Wizards the Denver Nuggets the name is a guy that you would want you know on the court and off the court for your team um but it'd be right nice to see last year you know he played 42 regular season games only averaged you know 3.6 points per game and about three rebounds per game you know lowest lowest qualified numbers since his New York since the uh, New York Knicks days, when they, um, since the New York Knicks who shipped him to Denver, you know, in a trade that you know, that drafted him number seven overall back in two thousand two, um, but it'd be interesting to see if the Houston Rockets can pick up um, big man center Danae Hilario, uh, as they make their possible uh, NBA Finals run. Um, just in Knicks, uh. Small forward slash power forward, Rodion Karooks, has just been arrested. Um, Karooks has allegedly choked his ex-girlfriend in June and has been charged with obstruction, obstructing her breathing, according to the New York Daily News. Um, really, really sad to hear about this news. Very, very unfortunate. I hope that 
um, know his ex-girlfriend is okay and they can get the situation resolved. Uh, didn't expect a, a young um, swing man like Rudy Uncruz would do something such as this. Uh, it's very, very unfortunate to hear about this, this situation. Um, but moving on, uh, JaVale McGee, um, big man center for the Los Angeles Lakers, was a recent victim of bur- burglary. Um, you know, he had two championship rings stolen, according to uh, TMC. Uh, the, the thieves also stole a pair of safes from the home that contained cash. Uh, like I said, a, a, one of his championship ring, a goggles using his um, championship celebration back in um, the 17-18 NBA season. Um, the total value of items in the cash stolen was reportedly seized $200,000. Like, that is a whole lot of money to be stolen from, you know, JaVale McGee and very, very unfortunate. Um, you know, JaVale McGee, you know, was a Shaq in the food candidate back in the day. He's really, really mature and has become a a really nice backup then with the uh, Golden State Warriors and now with the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, averaged 12 points to seven, 12.7 points per game and, you know, a little over seven rebounds per game for the uh, Los Angeles Lakers last season. But he did uh, spend go to, two years with the Golden State Warriors back in, you know, 2017 and 2018, you know, made one, just one start in 16 postseason games back in 2017, and even took on a larger role in 2018 uh, postseason, where he started nine of those 13 games. Uh, he also averaged, you know, eight points and two, eight, eight points and three rebounds per game in the 2018 NBA Finals against the Cleveland Cavaliers, played a, you know, like I said, a a very nice role off the bench for those Golden State Warriors and recently joined uh, the Los Angeles Lakers last offseason and re-signed with the team on a two-year $8.2 million deal. Hopefully there's no um, no word on who committed this crime and who took the things that belonged to JaVale Mickey. Hopefully everything can get sorted out and, you know, he can get back focused because he has a big season ahead um, with the Los Angeles Lakers looking to um, capture expectations as far as, you know, trying to make the playoffs and trying to compete for something much higher, maybe in an NBA championship. Uh, who knows? We'll have to see what comes about from that situation. But best of luck to JaVale McGee. I hope he's able to, you know, find these items that were stolen from him. Um, next, we're going to dive into the FIBA World Cup scores. Um first we had, you know, Brazil beating Greece 79 and 78, you know. Big uh the big standout in that game was Memphis Grizzlies for Bruno Cabocolo, you know, took advantage of FIBA's, you know, international goaltending rules to save the day for the for those uh Brazilians. You know, with just two seconds remaining, Greece was down by one. Cabocolo swatted away the final attempt. Final of the three free throws from Costas Slukas from Greece to secure uh, Brazil's one-point win. Um, you know, on the uh, Brazilian side, former NBA player Anderson Verja was the leading scorer for Brazil with 22 points and nine rebounds. Uh, on the um, on the Greece side in the loss, uh, you know, reigning MVP, um, 
Giannis Antetokounmpo struggled for Greece, you know, 13 points, four rebounds, three steals, and five fouls in just 28 minutes of action, you know. Uh, like I said, coming off a, a big game yesterday for Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's, you know, looking to capture possibly his um, become a two-time MVP in the 2019-20 NBA season, which is set to tip off. Um, about a month away from the uh, start of the 2019-20 NBA season. Um, Brazil's coach really had some negative things to say about Giannis Antetokounmpo's game, talking about his, his bully ball antics. But I think that um, not every night you're going to play well, and that's that's just my thing on it. Um, not every night you're going to perform the way you're supposed to. Not every night you're going to... Not everything is going to go your way every at every point in every game. So I think that Giannis will bounce back because, like I said, he was the MVP last year. Giannis is determined like he eats and sleeps and breathes basketball. So I think that Giannis and Tony Kubo will have a bounce back game tomorrow night. Um, but other than that, uh, Greece and Brazil are now both tied at one-on-one in group play with one Westman, one with one must-win game remaining for each team. Um, moving on, Australia uh, defeated Senegal 81-68. to uh, Standout in that game was Utah Jazz for Joe Ingles, who led the race for Australia with 17 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists, and just 31 minutes of play in the big win over Senegal on um, Tuesday morning. Uh, um, Australia... Uh, also had another standout in that game, San Antonio Spurs guard Patty Mills, who added, you know, 22 points on 50% shooting from the field to advance Australia into the next round. Australia is now 2-0 in FIBA World Cup play. Uh, but switching over to the Senegal side, uh, they're now 0-2 with this loss. And the standout in that game, despite the loss, was Zane Dalmita, who led the team in scoring with uh, 14 points per game. What was have to see if they can get on the get in the winner's circle next game. Um next we had Lithuania beating Canada 92 to 69. Lithuania continued to uh, you know flex their muscles on the the big stage with a that dominating 92 to 69 win over Canada uh which which a game was played in Dunguan, China. Uh Standout in that game was Memphis Grizzlies center Jonas Valachunas, who led the way with 13 points and 8 rebounds. While Indiana Pacers forward DeMontis Sabonis added, you know, 10 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists in 22 minutes of action. Um, like I said, Lithuania has been really, really hot lately. Uh, earned, they're now 2-0 and in FIBA World Conference play, looking to, you know, extend that winning streak to 3-0 and tomorrow morning. Uh, but Canada is now 0-2. They were wet, led by Kyle Wiltshire, who had 24 points, and Corey Joseph, who added 15 points in the loss to Lithuania. Um, so we'll have to see if they can get in the winner's circle next game. Uh, yet France beating Jordan, a huge, huge win for France, 103-64 to over Jordan. France was, you know, powered by Jordan with that big win to take it to the next round. The standout in that game was um, France and Utah Jazz big man Rudy Gobert. He had 16 points, 13 rebounds, and two blocks in the blowout win. Monster game for Rudy Gobert. 
He's going to play a key development for those Utah Jazz this upcoming season. Um, Orlando Magic Aaron, uh, Orlando Magic guard Aaron, Evan Fournier added 13 points in just 18 minutes of action. So he really did his nice scoring, putting up points in a hurry. Uh, the win now pushes France to 2-0 and punches their ticket into the next round of action. And when, like I said, we'll have to see if, if Jordan can get it in the winner's circle as well. Uh, they're now... 0-2 and, and have been eliminated from championship contention with the loss. Um, leading scorer for that game was Dar Tucker, who led the team with 20 points on 6-14 shooting. Uh, around 45-46% from the field, so not too bad. So we'll have to see if they can get back in the winner's circle despite the loss. Uh, team USA, uh, nail-biting win in, in the game that went into overtime. USA won in the game 93-92. You know, squeak and pass Turkey to keep the uh, the team's 55-game non-exhibition streak when alive. You know, Milwaukee Bucks' Chris Middleton was the leading scorer for Team USA with 15 points. He hit two clutch free throws in overtime to seal the win. Um, all, all, a lot of players were also in double figures. Kimball Walker, Jason Tatum, Miles Turner, Joe Harris, and Harrison Barnes in the big win for uh to USA, who is now two and zero in the group stage and looks to secure a spot in the next round. Um, on the Turkey side, Turkey was led by uh, Milwaukee Bucks for Ersan Yasova, who dominated for twenty three points, fourteen rebounds, and a block. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers forward Seti Osman also added fifteen points and four rebounds. Turkey is now one and one and faces a must win game against the Czech Republic, who's coming off a. a Lost, I believe, uh, Sunday night, uh, Sunday morning, excuse me, against Team USA. The game is set to compete in national uh, Thursday. Um, we also had an injury in the USA Turkey game. J- uh, Jason Tatum, a uh, small forward slash power forward in USA standout. Jason Tatum was injured, suffering a um, moderate acre sprain. He did tell Brad Stevens that he's. Um, it's not serious, and we'll have to see if Jason Tatum is able to suit up in um, tomorrow morning's game. Well, in Thursday morning's game against uh, Turkey for uh, – I mean, against Japan for Team USA. Uh, if uh, Jason Tatum isn't able to go, we'll have to see um, who can provide big minutes from that bench. Um we we'll had to see uh, Donovan Mitchell play a much bigger role. You know, Kimball Walker, we we'll had to see if he's able to, you know, lead this team to um, 3-0 in FIBA World Cup play. But moving on, New Zealand beating Montenegro 93-83. to uh, New Zealand pulled away from Montenegro in the fourth quarter to hold on for the, the big win on Tuesday. The win brings New Zealand to 1-1 before a must-winning game against Greece, who's also 1-1 on Thursday. We'll have to see who's able to break out that second win between the two teams. Isaac Foto was the leading scorer in the win with 20 points and 7 rebounds. Uh, Orlando Magic forward for uh, Montenegro was the uh, leading, leading scorer with 15 points and 9 rebounds and just 27 minutes of action, uh, Montenegro falls in 0-2. I had to see if they're able to get their uh, first win against um, who they're looking to play next. Had to check for you guys in a minute. Uh, Czech Republic uh, beating Japan 
89 to 76. Czech Republic, you know, bounce back win over Japan after losing to Team USA in the opener, as I just mentioned a few moments ago. Washington Wizards for Sadaransky. Thomas Sadaransky tallied 15 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds, and 3 steals in the big win. Great all around performance for uh, now Chicago Bulls point guard Thomas Sadaransky. Uh, Czech Republic is now 1 and 1. And and face a must-win game against Brazil, who's also 1-1 one one on Thursday. So, a lot of um, tiebreakers headed in, in the uh, Thursday night's game, or Thursday morning's game. Um, Japan falls to 0-2 in the loss. Washington Rivers forward and rookie um, Rui Hashimura had another big game. And Katiz are looking pressing, you know, putting up 21.6 rebounds and 4 assists. He was all over the floor. On both ends for the um, for Japan. Um, uh, last game of the day, we had Dominican Republic beating Germany seventy to sixty eight. The Dominican Republic held on for the big win in the group stage. Victor Lee's was the leading scorer for the Dominican Republic with sixteen points, while Gilvis Solano added eight points and eleven assists for the team. Um, on the Germany side, Germany falls to zero two in the and has been eliminated from Champions contention with the loss. They're still able to finish off their um, out FIBA World Cup play. Oklahoma City Thunder guard Dennis Schroeder was uh, the leading scorer for Germany with 20 points and 7 assists in the in the loss. Um, a lot of really good games. Really, A lot of really close games. Only, uh, uh, I think I've only seen one blowout as of now, so... I think that's a really good sign for the uh, the FIBA World Cup play. Getting the um, so we have tomorrow. We only have a few games slated for you guys. Uh, we have Angelo taking on. Uh, sorry. Um, You have Angelo taking on the Philippines, a uh, game slated for 3.30 a.m. Eastern Time. We have Cote uh, de Furo taking on Portland, Poland. Excuse me. Uh, we have Korea taking on Nigeria. Sorry, I'm having to look up these scores. Puerto Rico taking on Tunisia. We have Italy taking on Serbia. Venezuela taking on China. China. Uh, Russia taking on Argentina. And Spain taking on uh, Iran. So those will be the side of games. Team USA taking the day off and we'll, you know, continue to play. Against Japan on Thursday morning. But uh, switching over to the last topic of the day, we have um, our second team in the uh, 30-day span. The Boston Celtics, who had a a big, big offseason this past offseason. Did most of their their, um, damage in the um, NBA, this past NBA draft. uh, 
key losses, you know, Kyrie Irving heading over to the um the Brooklyn Nets in a big signing. Um Terry Rozier heading over to the uh Charlotte Hornets in a signing trade that brought in Kimball Walker. Uh more on that in a minute. Um had Al Horford heading over to the um Philadelphia 76ers on a um four-year deal, Aaron Baines being traded to the Phoenix Suns and then waived by the Phoenix Suns. Um a lot of a lot of um a lot of talent lost for this Boston Celtics team, but they were able to retain um retain a, a few key pieces and bring in some more help. You know, like I said, Kimball Walker coming in from a sign and trade with Terry Rozier, uh brought in Carson Edwards, who was a big spot big bright spot on um the summer league team and his cancer signing a a two year ten million dollar deal with the team coming over from Portland. Taco Fall. They also has um a couple of draft picks. Uh Taco Fall coming over from the University of Central Florida. Um really nice prospect, seven six, uh long arms, block shots, um has a really nice three ball. Um Romeo Lanford who wasn't able to Playing this past summer league, uh, coming over from the University of Indiana, he's d- still dealing with this this nagging thumb injury. Um, we also had Tremont Waters come guard out of LSU. When undrafted, had a really nice show in the summer league, and we have Grant Williams, also coming over from University of Ten- Tennessee in this past year's draft. Uh, we had. One more, two other signings. We have uh, Vincent Poyer, um, undrafted big man out of, um, uh, I forget where he came from. I think it was uh, Spain, but he's undrafted. So he's more likely going to spend his time in the G League with um, the Celtics still having um, Robert Williams and his cancer. Uh, Daniel Thice was also re-signed on a, a two-year deal, two-year, $10 million deal, too, I believe. Um, shot 38% from three. So a lot of um, minutes to be distributed by uh, Brad Stevens. We'll see how the um, big man rotation ends up for this Boston Celtics team. Um, Boston Celtics finished the season 49-33, and 33, fourth in the Eastern Conference, uh, losing in the second round in Five games to the uh, Milwaukee Bucks after winning the first game and then losing four straight to close out their NBA season. Um, had to see what comes about from this Boston Celtics team. A uh, couple, couple things to uh, tackle along with this team. Uh, who's expected to be Kimball Walker's backup? Uh, will it be Brad Wanabaker or will it be Carson Edwards? Uh, diving more into the two prospects, Brad Wanerbaker is a, uh, Euro elite, uh, veteran. He was brought back on a one-year deal, only averaged three points, one assist, one rebound. Did shoot forty-seven percent from the field and forty-one percent from three-point range, and I think that was a really nice bright spot for Brad Wanerbaker. Um, really nice shooter. Uh, he hasn't played a whole lot. Only averaged about ten minutes per game. Um, his competition will be. Be- between uh Carson Edwards, you know, had a really nice showing and um coming out of college, he averaged twenty four points, 
three assists, three rounds, shooting 35% from the three from the field, 35% from three, 83% from three point line. Um hard to see where where both players um fit in this uh Boston Celtics second unit. I to see what comes about from both players. Um Looking at Carson Edwards, I think he's. I think it'll. I think it'll depend on matchups between two play the two players. Um, the Celtics ended up, you know, twenty ninth in free throw percentage. Free throw attempts per game. Um, excuse me. Um, we'll have to see where. Uh, the two prospects, end up. Uh, Carson Edwards, you know, can be a bit injury prone, not injury prone, turnover prone. Uh, did have a nice showing in the summer league, nineteen points, four assists, um, four rebounds, and a steal per game. Just twenty under twenty three minutes for this Boston Celtics team. I to see where they head from there. Um, developing a defensive identity would probably be my next question for the this Boston Celtics team. Um, where do they go from here? Um, ranking in the top. Uh, 10 in defensive efficiency these last few years. Come climbing to his highest fourth back in the 2017-18 NBA season for this Boston Celtics team. Um, we should have to see where they go from here because the team got a lot younger. They come not coming in with the same team they had last year. Uh, a lot of question marks for this Boston Celtics team. Will, will the young guys be able to – will they be on the same page – with the veterans, you know, in Kimball Walker and his cancer, you know, Gordon Hayward, even Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to be looked at as the uh, veterans co- compared to the, the help that the um, Boston Celtics brought in. Um, I do think they have a lot of um, pieces that they're going to have to uh, work in for this Boston Celtics team. Um, and what does the future hold for, um, you know, guys like Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward, you know, 34.1 player option uh, for next season. Uh, Does he exercise it? Does he opt out and take more or even less money? Um, Gordon Hayward hasn't been that much of a bright spot for this Boston Celtics team. Did play 72 games last season, 18 starts in those 72 games. Average 11.5 points, 4.5 rebounds, almost 4 assists per game. Uh, uh, it's it's just hard to see where Gordon Hayward is at. So because you know he did suffer that leg injury back in twenty seventeen, it doesn't seem like he'll become the same player he was just you know two seasons ago for this Boston Celtics team. They're really gonna need him with all the young talent they brought in this off season. Will Gordon Hayward you know be a big piece to this Boston Celtics team? Um. And switching over to, you know, Jalen Brown, um, what does the future hold for, for Jalen Brown? You know, he only averaged, he did average 13 points, four rebounds, um, a steal in 72 games, 25 starts. Did shoot 34% from three, uh, 46% from the field, but just six, uh, almost 66% from the free throw line. Has to Has to become a better shooter just looking at these numbers. Has to become more consistent from the free throw line, especially if he wants to be a player that's a part of, not only a part of this Boston Celtics team, but 
a part of, you know, crunch time. Because good players get paid, but great players, you know, they go on to become something great. So it's hard to see where, you know, this Boston Celtics team is, is looking as far as the future. We know that possibly, you know, Jason Tatum is probably looking a part of the future. We'll have to see where he ends up within these next two years. Uh, we'll have to see if Boston is able to, you know, re-sign him to a big deal. But they have a lot of a log jam at the, uh, you know, small forward spot. You have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, Romeo Langford, and Simi Ojale. Uh, a couple of those guys could be breakout candidates. It's, we don't know where Langford is in his development. We haven't seen him play yet. We don't know how ready he is. Um, Simi like he hasn't played a whole lot of minutes. Could be a breakout candidate, um, especially with the uh, team bringing in so many new guys. He's looked at as one of the veterans now. He's um, entering the third year of his uh, four-year deal with the team. Um like I said, and, but there are a couple options with Jalen Brown's contract. Um, he's able to receive a um, contract extension by October twenty first. After that, they'll have to wait until if he isn't if he doesn't receive a contract extension by October twenty first, then they'll have to wait till the off season to you know resign the um, the player. Uh, he can either you know there's there's two options when it comes to bringing back uh, restricted free agent Jalen Brown. They can either give him the qualifying offer and bring him back for one year, or they can rescind the qualifying offer and make him an unrestricted free agent. Because if a team, you know, with next, with next year's 2020 class, not as, um, as dominant or as deep as this past year's class, uh, Teams are going to be looking at Jalen Brown as maybe a centerpiece for the next team, maybe a rebuilding team. Uh, maybe, um, like I said, maybe a rebuilding team is probably looking at Jalen Brown as, you know, trying to bring him in as, you know, the next big thing for that team. Um, uh, hard to see where Jalen Brown is, but there are three options with Jalen Brown. They can choose to extend him now. You know, it brings long-term security say, we want you, Jalen Brown. We want you on our team. We want you to be a centerpiece next to, you know, Jason Tatum, Kimball Walker, and whoever else we decide to bring in. Um, that shows that, you know, Jalen Brown and the Boston Celtics staff are on the same page as far as wanting more from the young prospect. The second option would be, you know, dangling him as a cherry chip. Um uh, Maybe they don't see that Jalen Brown is progressing and he's not trending in the right direction to where the to where the Boston Celtics want to go as far as, you know, can you compete now? Can you do these things for us to see if you're on the same page or not? Um, maybe they look at another big man. Maybe Miles Turner becomes available. DeMontis Sabonis, they both play for the um, Indiana Pacers. Celtics could be looking to, you know, Bring in some some help at that center position. Maybe Ennis Cantor probably isn't enough at the center position. It it just depends on how he fits and what they're building right now. As far as the uh, 
as far as the team. Um, they also be looking at recently signed Nikola Vucevic. You just signed a you know four year, one hundred and ten million dollar team deal with the team. Um, He'd be bringing to the fold, you know, have a big three of Jalen Brown. No, it's not Jalen. Kimball Walker, uh, Jason Tatum, and Nikola Vucevic. Maybe they're a team that can possibly get to the get back to the conference finals after missing out this past season and possibly the NBA finals uh, with the East being so much more balanced because, you know, the Toronto Raptors aren't where they were this past um, offseason after winning the NBA championship. Um it's just, or or the third option, you know, wait into the end of the season, like you know, to monitor his development and see where he is. Uh, because do you want to play a max ascension to a guy that was the third pick in the twenty set twenty sixteen NBA draft, um, who only averaged you know eleven points and four rebounds per game to be the centerpiece of that team? I I don't see it, but. We just don't know where Jalen Brown is. Maybe he has a bigger role. He's come off the bench uh, all the last year. You know, like I said, he only started 25 games for this Boston Celtics team. Maybe he becomes a starter next season next to Kimball Walker. We know he can do defensively. It's his offensive game that needs to make the leap. Maybe Jalen Brown becomes an all-star. and It just just really depends. Uh, With the season being so close, I don't expect him to receive an – the um contract extension on October twenty first, just because they want to see how much better can this player get, and if he can be a part of you know of what they're building as far as you know, it's what the uh, Celtics want to build as far as the team. Um, but I do like this uh the Celtics team. I like where they're going. I think they're trending in the right direction. And I think they're a team on the rise. Um, what's their ceiling next year in the um, the Eastern Conference? That's been dominated by so far by the Milwaukee Bucks and Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I had the Boston Celtics at 50 and 32, third seed in the Eastern Conference. Um, I think that's their ceiling, possibly second round. Um, it really depends on who they play and how much their young guys um, progress as far as next season. Um, like I said, I think they're a team that can either lose in the first round or make the uh, West Eastern Conference semifinals. Um, it's just hard to really say for this Boston Celtics team. Uh, I don't think they're conference finals threat just yet, but... Brad Stevens has been a really great coach for this Boston Celtics team. You know, he's he's able to put these young guys in a position to bring them to um, newer heights. Um, it, it just really depends. Like I said, 50-32 and 32 record, third seed in the Eastern Conference. Um, second round will be there still right now unless they're able to, you know, bring in another big name. Or if guys like, you know, Jason Tatum is maybe becomes a second leading scorer on the team. Maybe he's an all-star next season. Uh, maybe Jalen Brown is regains his form. Maybe Gordon Hayward regains his form. It's just, I think there are more questions than answers for this Boston Celtics team right now as far as development.
because we don't know how good they can be. But if all the pieces come together, I think they, like I said, I think they can become the third seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, but that'll wrap it up today for this um, for today's podcast. Tomorrow I'll be discussing the Brooklyn Nets. Um, it's seeing uh, can a big off season have this team make the leap next season. Uh, talk about injuries and basically what I talked about with this Boston Celtics team. Uh, key losses, key gains, record prediction, maybe breakout candidates. Um, and even talk about their ceiling in the Eastern Conference next year, which is so wide open. So that'll do it. That'll do it today for today's podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.